From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. And here we go with the first national news for October 2022. I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. WIA Vice President Lee Moyle, VK3GK, joins us. And we have a reminder to read the latest ACMA email to We Hams. It deals with their review of non-assigned amateur and outpost regulatory arrangements. Back in February of 2021, the ACMA commenced a review of non-assigned amateur and outpost regulatory arrangements, consultation 01-2021. Outcome number one was published some nine months later. Last Thursday, September 29, the ACMA published outcome number three. And this has been emailed to us all and is worth a solid read. ACMA are now consulting on updates to the proposed amateur class licensing arrangements as well as on their proposal for a staged implementation of higher power authorisation. Details of this consultation, including the consultation paper, can be found at IFC 31-2022, Updates to the Proposed Amateur Class Licensing Arrangements. It's on that email sent to us by ACMA, or just visit the ACMA page, or you can click the tiny URL link in this week's text edition of WIA National News. Good morning from WIA Vice President Lee Moyle, VK3GK. On the 22nd of September 2022, we commemorated the passing of ex-WIA President Michael Owen, VK3KI, 10 years ago. At that time, he was WIA President and IARU Region 3 Chairman. Michael was immensely influential in shaping the hobby of amateur radio since the 1960s, both in this country and internationally. Michael expertly led the WIA through the progression from a federal structure with state divisions to an efficient and national organisation with affiliated local clubs. This occurred in 2004. He championed and guided the introduction of the Foundation Licence Class in Australia, a move which bolstered the numbers of Australian radio amateurs while other countries' numbers were declining. Through Michael, the WIA became highly regarded by government agencies and the ACMA for its professionalism and efficiency, especially in relation to the WIA Examination and Call Sign Management Service. More information on Michael Owen can be found on the WIA website under News Releases. The WIA Board is seeking expressions of interest from persons who may wish to help out in being part of the new WIA Membership Working Group. Our membership database has recently had some new features introduced and once implemented should streamline and improve methods and processes for membership retention and communications with members with more regular email newsletters, notification of upcoming membership renewals, WIA promotions and other important announcements. If interested, please send an email to secretary at wia.org.au marked Membership Working Group with your details and any brief description you may have of previous experience in this area. The WIA Benefits Program will shortly have some updates done to the vendors list. If you don't have your card yet, which qualify WIA members for nominal discounts from vendors like JCAR, Ultronics and other suppliers, then contact the WIA office, preferably by email, to arrange it to be emailed to you. We are working on having it simply downloaded from Memnet again shortly. 
This weekend is the Oceana DX Contest phone section. Next weekend is the CW section. Historically, it is, was known as the VKZL Contest. A number of the WA Board of Directors are avid and passionate contesters. Tuning around the HF bands this weekend may bag you a couple. It is important that some of your board members are active radio amateurs on the bands as it keeps them connected at the coalface where the action is. The OCDX contest offers many awards to participants, including prestigious plaques and certificates. Even if you only work a few stations, consider entering your log. The contest history and a list of awards and the contest sponsors are available at the OCDXC website found at www.oceanadxcontest.com. I hope to work you in the OCDX contest. For now, 7-3, this is Lee Moyle, VK3GK, WIA Vice President. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In South Australia, this broadcast can be heard on VK5 RAD, 147 MHz, at 9am local time. I'm Shirley, VK5YL. Now, international news with Jason. Victor Kilo 2, Lima Alpha Whiskey. Hello. In news from Region 1, the RSGB has published the draft program for its annual convention. There are over 50 lectures planned for the weekend, so there should be something for everyone to enjoy. This is the Society's first hybrid event where some lectures will be live-streamed, so if you are an RSGB member, you should be able to join in wherever you're now living. Further details of that live stream will be added to the RSGB convention webpage in the following days. Imagine being the first amateur to log a DX contact on a band that's experimental in your country. Well, that happened to one ham recently in England. We hear about him from Jeremy Boot, Golf 4, November Juliet Hotel. For Paul, G7PUV, it was an experiment that worked. The East Sussex amateur who holds an innovation and trial licence to use 40 MHz announced that he's made his first SSB contact on the band between the UK and South Africa where 8 metres is standard ham frequency which gives amateurs a primary allocation with a maximum of 400 watts output between 40.675 and 40.685 MHz. Paul reports that he accomplished this trans-equatorial propagation contact with Willem ZD6WAB. He writes on his QRZ.com page that Ofcom has permitted him access to the band on frequencies between 40 and 42 MHz for testing purposes. I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Paul posted a video of the September contact on his Twitter feed. You can watch it by following the link that appears in the text version of this week's National News. In news from Region 2, organisers have just announced that campers attending the next year's Youth on the Air camp in the Americas will be packing their bags for a northern location. The Youth on the Air camp is moving north to Canada for its third year. The camp will be able to host as many as 30 young amateurs from North Central and South America on the campus of Carleton University in Ontario. Any amateur radio operators in the Americas who are between the ages of 15 and 25 are welcome to apply. Prospective campers who do not live in Canada are being encouraged to apply for passports and tourist visas in time to enable them to enter the country to attend the camp. Youngsters who attended previous sessions of Youth on the Air camps will return to serve as leaders. 
The camp will take place 2023 from July 16th through to the 21st, with Radio Amateurs of Canada serving as the local host. Tower of Power. For this story, thanks again to Amateur Radio Newsline. We take you to Long Island, New York, where inventor Nikola Tesla conducted many of his groundbreaking experiments. Tesla's former laboratory is the perfect inspirational spot for a ham radio club to celebrate an important anniversary. Yes, it's marking its 75th anniversary on Long Island. The Suffolk County Radio Club Whiskey 2 Delta Quebec appreciates what it means to be part of radio history. So it's celebrating the occasion at a nearby historic spot, Wardenclyffe. The former laboratory of electronics inventor Nikola Tesla now renamed the Tesla Science Centre. Though the noted engineer and inventor died in 1943, four years before the Radio Club was founded, his spirit will be present on October 8th when the club activates special event station November 2 Tango from the historic tower between 1500 and 2359 UTC. Wardenclyffe was the perfect place for the special event station because of the history behind the site and Tesla's contributions to radio. Hams contacting the operators during the event will be able to receive a downloadable certificate. Meanwhile, even with Tesla himself long gone, his old laboratory is still functioning as an incubator for new things in the radio universe. The Tesla Science Centre Amateur Radio Club November 2 Tango Sierra Charlie was formed this past July by a handful of hams. Members have the immediate goal of focusing on education in the schools, a priority that's sure to have an impact that lasts beyond the next 75 years. In news from Region 3, China preps next amateur radio satellite. China is preparing to send a new ham radio satellite into orbit in the next few weeks. The CAS-10 amateur radio satellite is set to go into space from China's Wenchang Satellite Launch Centre in early November, where it will be sent to the Tiangong Space Station aboard the Tianzhou-5 cargo spacecraft. The satellite, which carries a VU linear transponder, will become operational sometime after its deployment from the space station around 15th of December. The transponder is expected to operate all day throughout the satellite's lifetime using a VHF uplink and UHF downlink with a 30 kHz bandwidth. CAS-10 is also equipped with a camera. HAMS will be able to send DTMF commands to download photos taken by the camera and stored in the satellite's flash memory. Satellite telemetry data will be sent via Morse code. For additional details and frequencies, visit the link in the text version of this week's newscast at wia.org.au. For VK1 WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. Now, contest wires 2022. WIA NZIRT Oceania contest. Phone. On right now. CW. Second full weekend in October. 0600 hours UTC Saturday to 0600 hours UTC Sunday. Log deadline for all logs, 31 October. 
Spring Digital Run Contest, second weekend in October, run by Pride Radio Group. WIAVHF USF Field Days, Spring. 0100 hours UTC, Saturday 26, through 0059 hours UTC, Sunday 27 November. 160 metre CW Contest, AWRL Sponsored. Objective is for amateurs worldwide to exchange information with W stroke VE amateurs on the 160m band CW. Dates. First full weekend in December, December 2-4, 2022. Contest period. Begins 2200 hours UTC Friday. Ends 15.59 hours UTC Sunday. This is a 42 hour period with no time limitation. Logs are due within seven days after the event is over. 10 metre contest, AWRL sponsored. For amateurs worldwide to exchange QSO information with as many stations as possible on the 10 metre band. Dates. Second full weekend of December. Starts 0000 hours UTC Saturday. Runs through 23.59 hours UTC Sunday. December 10, 11, 2022. Logs are due within seven days after the event is over. DX Window Jan Main, JX Helge LB4MI is QRV as JX stroke LB4MI until early October. Activities in his spare time on 20 and 17 metres using SSB. QSL to home call LB4MI Papua New Guinea, P29 a group of German operators will have P29RO on the wireless from October 25 to November 10. Transmitting on 160 to 6 metres using CW, SSB, RITI and FT8. QSL via DL4SVA direct by the Bureau, Club Logs OQRS and LOTW. Indonesia, 7B2C, 7B2E, 7B2T, 7B2H and 7B2O are QRV until the end of this month to celebrate the Javanese Hindu Siju Temple that was built in 1475. Activities on 80, 40, 20, 15 and 10 metres using SSB and FT8. QSL via operator's instructions. In the world DX, we are listening on the HF bands for 8N650JP the special call sign being used by the Japan Amateur Radio League's Okinawa branch. Hams are marking the 50th anniversary of the return of the Okinawa Prefecture to Japan from the United States Administration. The call sign, 8N650JP, is active through to the 30th of September. QSOs will be confirmed automatically through the Bureau. For BK1WIA National News... I'm Felix, VK, 4FU, QNingham. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. On the Sunshine Coast, it can be heard from the following locations on our linked repeater system. Mullaney, 146.850, Noosa Heads, 146.825, Black Mountain Karoi, 146.975 and Echo Link Node 316084 or VK4WIS-R from 0900 local every Sunday. I'm Gordon, VK4VP. I'm Graham, VK4BB, sticking my finger out and checking the wireless weather.
1859, British astronomer Richard Carrington saw a blast of white light on the surface of the Sun. This was the Carrington effect, as scientists now call it, and it's the largest recorded solar storm ever recorded. It was linked with extraordinary auroras, the northern and southern lights that were visible in the sky near both the poles and the equator everywhere from Canada to Australia. This enormous solar outburst also caused electrical disruptions from Paris to Boston. While the Carrington effect may seem like history, there are many concerns about what might happen if an event as powerful as, or even more powerful than, the Carrington effect were to strike Mother Earth today, now that humanity is far more dependent on electricity. In the old days, people were used to the idea that radio communication isn't always perfect. AM radio had cracks and pops, and if you had to make a call with a radio phone, you expected it to be unreliable and maybe even impossible at a given time. Modern technology, satellites and a host of other things have changed and now radio is usually super reliable and high fidelity. Usually. However, a magnitude 7.9 solar flare recently reminded radio users in Africa and the Middle East that radio isn't always going to get through, at least for about an hour. It happened around 10am when that part of the world was facing the sun. Apparently, a coronal mass ejection accompanied the flare. The culprit seems to be an unusually active sunspot, which is expected to die down soon, and interestingly, there is also a coronal hole in the sun where the solar wind blows at a higher than usual rate. We are ill-prepared for technology blackouts due to solar activity, even on the power grid. The last time it happened, we didn't rely so much on radio. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. First up, it's Summits on the Air, Worldwide Flora and Fauna Program, Parks on the Air and other adventure groups. Andy Clift, G6PJZ, has achieved the coveted Sota Mountain Goat Award for reaching 1,000 activator points. His mountain goat qualifying activation took place from the summit of Helvellyn G slash LD003 in the English Lake District. Andy's SOTA journey started back in 2015, learning about the program through answering a CQ call from an activator. He soon activated his first summit and thus started, as it does for so many, including yours truly, a keen obsession over the ensuing years. Reflecting on his achievement, Andy commented, Without SOTA... I would not do anywhere near as much walking, I would not be as active on the radio, and I would not have discovered some of the fantastic smaller Marilyns that people don't bother travelling to. Congratulations to you, Andy. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, Ariane Group unveiled a multi-year design project for a new crew and cargo upper stage that it hopes will meet Europe's appetite for space travel. Susie, smart upper stage for innovative exploration, will launch on top of the nearly flight-ready Ariane 64 heavy lift vehicle, carrying cargo and astronauts to low-Earth orbit and, eventually, to deep space. Susie is designed for safety and reusability. The 12-metre-long craft is significantly longer than Dragon, Starliner or Orion. It features 40 cubic metres of payload space and a total mass of 25 tonnes. Also in space news, as WIA National News reported last week, Capstone continues to tumble, but this week, better news, 
The spacecraft's communication situation has improved and its propulsion system is being warmed back up to operating temperatures. The capstone probe is expected to act as a pathfinder for NASA's Gateway, a small space station designed to orbit the Moon and act as a jumping-off point for crewed missions to the surface. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Internet, the HAMS domain. Updated RSGB EMF calculator. The RSGB has released an updated version of their online EMF calculator to enable radio amateurs to check EMF exposure limits. Version 201 is available as a web app at rsgb.org slash EMF calculator. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA, OC036, New Zealand. Members of the Whangarei Amateur Radio Club, ZL1AM on New Zealand's North Island, OC036, WWLOC RF74, are active as ZL75WARC to celebrate their club's 75th anniversary until December 31st. Listen for QSL info with operators. SA002, Falkland Islands. Gary ZC4GR is now active as VP8DLB from Port Stanley, Falkland Islands, SA002. Activity has been mainly on 40 and 10 metres SSB between 1800 and 1900 Zulu and after 0145 Zulu. He'll be there until December before returning to Cyprus. QSL via EB7DX. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Old Timers. Mid-century television, live, local and unpredictable late 1950s television. In the late 1950s, US television networks ruled the airwaves from 7 to 11 p.m., but outside that time slot, television was live, local and unpredictable. Jim Hanlon, W8KGI, worked as a summer relief engineer at Cincinnati's WCPO-TV from 1956 to 1958. At that time, WCPO-TV did not have any video recording technology, so all local TV was live and provided a refreshing dose of live programming, equipment failures and production creativity that's been lost in today's pasteurised, homogenised TV ecosystem. Join Jim as he recalls what it was like producing live TV programming in the early days of television broadcasting. The link is in the text edition Best Read, if you're not subscribed to our early feed, on wia.org.au. Now from Long Island to Western Australia. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6CSW, reminding you that tomorrow is the first Monday of the month, Time for the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's October Bulletin to go to air. Now, three important announcements. Please listen carefully. Firstly, the club's banking arrangements have changed from Westpac to Bendigo Bank. Secondly, the Perth Monthly Luncheon has a new venue. The Basie is no more. The new luncheon meeting venue is the Woodbridge Hotel, 50 East Street, Guildford, West Australia, and the next meeting will be held there on Tuesday, October the 11th, starting at about midday. Thirdly, Andrew, VK3CAH, has updated the club website. Full details of all club activities, including membership, bulletin transmission times, club activities and much more, can be found at www.raotc.org.au or just Google RAOTC.
All club members and friends of the club are urged to visit the website to acquaint themselves with these latest updates. This month, as well as the latest club news, and there is quite a lot of it, including a report on the AGM, we have the story of the 1946 Photo Survey of Australia, a precursor of the Woomera Rocket Range, plus some anecdotes of the Rocket Range, and then the story of the Ugly Duckling World War II Liberty Ship. Everyone, REOTC members and non-members alike, is most welcome to listen to the program and join in the callbacks afterwards. All the many different times, frequencies and transmission modes are listed on the club website. However, if none of the transmission times suit you, you can download the audio file at any time from today from the website. Once again, tune in tomorrow for the October RAOTC Bulletin. Enjoy the program and please join in the callbacks afterwards. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Thanks, Clive. And once again, tune in tomorrow for the October RAOTC Bulletin. Enjoy the program and please join in the callbacks afterwards. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Scouting, LX9S Jamboree on the air. LX9S will be on the air from Luxembourg as part of the 65th Jamboree on the Air, October 14-16. to 16. From the SSA page, we quote, Here in Luxembourg, we are once again representing the WOSM, the World Scouts Office Europe. The call sign is again LX9S, and amateurs from the Netherlands, Switzerland and France will travel to Luxembourg City. Around 20-25 to 25 radio amateurs present, 2-3 to three IT staff, six kitchen staff and four scout leaders. The LX9S Team 2022 will do whatever it takes to put on a good show again. And with more Jota news, it's over to Alec, VK2APC. Thank you, Cole. Return of face-to-face Jota Jotty. After two years of interruptions, Jota Jotty 2022 is back. Over the weekend on Saturday 15th October and Sunday 16th October, the bands will be alive to the sound of CQ Jamboree. VKJodaJotty.com is the Scouts Australia Joda Jotty website. If you are running a Joda station, please register your station on VKJodaJotty.com. When you register your site, you can detail hours of operation, bands and any information that will assist other sites to find you on the brands. The Governor-General's opening address will be broadcast at 1pm local time in each state as per previous years. Scouts Australia would like to thank all the amateurs that assist and participate in Joda Jodi. A special thank you to the WIA broadcast team for broadcasting the opening address each year. On behalf of Brett Nicholas, the National Coordinator Joda Jodi Scouts Australia and for VK1 WIA National News, I'm Alec, VK2APC in Sydney. Now back over to you, Cole. Thanks, Alec. Now on to Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio, Eastern US Seaboard. As Hurricane Fiona ravaged the region, amateur radio operators were hard at work in areas of the Eastern Caribbean and Western Atlantic. Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic and the Turks and Caicos Islands suffered severe flooding, catastrophic wind damage and major power outages as the storm, which grew to Category 4, made its way toward Bermuda, then up to Canada. In addition to local communication support, 
The Hurricane Watch Net was activated and Salvation Army Team Emergency Radio Network was handling health and welfare traffic. And that's the latest Worldwide Special Interest Group news. I'm Cole, VK3GTV. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. It can be heard on ANZAL, that's the Australian and New Zealand Echo Link Multimode Network. The news is automatically rebroadcast every Sunday at 10am VK3 time. Thanks. This is second operator Helen using John's VK3 HJQ call sign. Now, let's check out the social scene before we close up shop today. October, just the one thing happening, 21-23 October, it's Perth Tech. In VK7, November 5-6, to 6, the Tassie Ham Radio Conference and Expo. In VK4, November 5, is the Tannum Sands Gathering with the Gladstone Amateur Radio Club. VK4 again, Gold Coast Ham Fest, November 13, Country Paradise Parklands. And in VK3, November 20, Rosebud Radio Fest. That happens at 9.30. Then moving ahead to 2023, VK3, Barg Ham Fest, February 5, at the Barg Club Rooms. And for all of VK, Alara Meet 2023 happens November 4 and 5 in Hobart. I'm Graham, VK4BB. What softly? From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.